It's me, Dan, from Harmontown. You can hear episodes of our show and 30 others before anyone else on TuneIn First Play. The TuneIn app is a free mobile audio app available across iOS, Android, and Windows. Podcast superfans get even more from their favorite shows. For four weeks, new episodes of Harmontown will be available a full 24 hours early, exclusively on TuneIn. Podcasts will release their new episodes early, including feral audio shows like Drinky Fun Time, Dome People Town, and Natural. Butte. Tune in is also full of content like live sports, news, music, and audiobooks. Get the next episode of Harmontown right now at the TuneIn app at tunein.com slash Harmontown. PRA, Public Radio America. You're smarter already. This week on Your Welcome, we interview an author who has become synonymous with the world of books about heaven. Other synonyms include questionable and dubious. Then we talk to some of Chicago's finest and bravest and loudest police officers who are single-handedly attempting something with their benefit. What is that something? Chartreuse Bell Jar, hopefully, has that something. All this and retractions today on... You're welcome. Welcome to Your Welcome. I'm Stefan-Straitman, and I'm sorry about all those measles epidemics, but... Call me when there are some organic fair trade vaccines on the market. Thank you very much. Our first story, relations between local law enforcement and the public they protect and serve has been rocky of late. Even with the release of Christian rap group Nice Whenever Always' new EP, Hug the Police, some bold Chicago beat cops are using a different sort of beat to connect to the public and to get their most recent benefit off the ground. What on earth is this benefit? Let's give Chartreuse Beljar the benefit of a doubt. She has the story. It's wintertime in Chicago, which means it's any time between August and May, and naturally I've already contracted pneumonia and influenza and the powerful combo, influmonia. I'm walking up to the beautiful Elks Lodge in Lincoln Park, Chicago, where Sergeant Eugene O'Finnerty and Captain Carl Kowalik are hosting a fundraiser for the Chicago PD. Hello, gentlemen. Welcome. Yeah, well, pleasure to have you here in uh, the city of broad shoulders. It's uh, glad to uh, get the word out there about our cause. Yeah, I'm so excited to hear about it. Um, I see that there's balloons and some snacks and just looks like a party in here. Oh, yeah, my wife, uh, my wife Norma, made uh, some blind brownies. They're gluten-free. Oh, I'll have three. Uh, oh, yeah, that's great. She can't have chocolate, so... Well, I have influmonia, so I probably shouldn't have any at all, but they're gluten-free, so what the heck. So uh, we, uh, we're looking to raise uh, funds to increase our uh, uh, protection capabilities here in, this, uh, in the county and in, oh. this, in the city. Mm. You see uh, gang warfare has become increasingly militarized. That's mm. true, yeah. And so it's important for us to be equally equipped in order to <clears throat> uphold our end of the social contract. Oh, you're not equipped already, or you you want to... Oh, we got some stuff. We got, you know, guns, mm. sticks, truncheons, yeah. uh, cars. The tasers. Tasers. Uh, beanbag guns. Rubber bullet blasters. Uh, sprays of various kinds. But you see, these gang members are going off to war, albeit protecting our country, but they're coming back with top world-class training, and uh, they're using it against the boys in blue. 
Uh, just last week, I arrested a uh, member of the Uptown Vice Lords uh, with an AR-15. I don't know what that means. It's a it's it's a it's a it's a big machine gun. It replaced oh. the standard issue M16 in the American Air, uh, Armed Forces. Oh, uh, so you're looking to just bump it up a notch in the yeah. Uh, uh, what's more terrifying is he had to replace the uh, regular ammo with a. Uh, Guns laced with all sorts of diseases. Oh my. Maybe I got shot with one of those. It's entirely possible. Hmm. We're uh, mostly looking to upgrade our uh, weapon system in uh, in ways like uh, we're thinking maybe like a badge that can like expand into a suit of armor of our whole bodies. Something like an Iron Man suit. Yeah, I got the idea when I was watching Iron Man when I had a flu. Wow, this sounds like some real James Bond kind of stuff. Speaking of James Bond, we're also looking into various ways to fit, you know, weapons into pens. Into what? Pens. Pens. Ballpoint pens. Oh, like writing pink. utensils. That way we can be writing the tickets, so um, then click a button and a sword comes out of it. Whoa. Do you really think that a sword would be effective? Um, yeah, our research shows that the sword is the single most terrifying weapon you can wield. Yeah, a guy comes at you with a gun, you think... Maybe it ain't loaded, but a uh, guy comes at you with a sword, you're like, oh, that's a sword. Mm. No mistake in that. The, the Romans knew it. The Egyptians knew it. The medieval knights knew it. My uncle Larry also knew it. He had an extensive sword collection. <clears throat> he killed himself with them. On purpose? I, I'm not sure. I don't think so. But he was a dramatic man. Have you ever played the Terak uh, video game series? I don't know what that is. We're looking to maybe get like a cerebral boar, or perhaps a, uh, a chrono scepter. Yeah, chrono scepter's like a big old laser. Out of a. This is coming out of a. It's boar? From a video game about a Native American who hunts dinosaurs. With oh. lasers, he also has a sort of gun that uh, when you shoot someone with it. It uh, goes back in time and causes that person to be murdered at some point in the past. Um, let me just get this straight. that uh, Everything that we've discussed up until this point, you are raising money for these types of um, weaponry? Yeah, also some helicopters, tanks. Some say that the uh, Latin kings have recently acquired a fleet of drones. Uh, seems unlikely, but you know we can't ignore the rumor. Okay, um, well... Um you all have to commend you on your imaginations. Uh, but, okay, I can see the looks in your eyes. This is not funny business. Uh, how, hey, uh, how do you all plan on raising money for uh, for this change, this upgrade? Well, we're going to be holding the Beef and Beer Benefit at this year Elks Lodge next Friday. And uh, we're going to treat the uh, crowd to a little bit of our musical stylings. Mm. Me and the Sarge here have a, uh, a cover band, as it were. A oh. uh, real uh, sting operation. So to speak, yeah. Oh, I don't know. What is that? Well, a... We covered a police. Oh. We covered a famous Chicago band, The Police. Yeah, led led by Chicago's own favorite son, Sting. I see now. I see the pun now. Um, I would love to hear... Um, some of your songs, if you don't mind. Um, don't mind at all. Young teacher, the subject of school girl fantasy. She wants him so badly, knows what she wants to be. 
That's about it for me right there. I'm going to have to charge you 800 bucks a plate if you want any more out of me. Whoa. <laughs> wow. I don't have that money. I work for public radio. Uh, but um, uh, Eugene, excuse me, Sergeant. <laughs> uh, you know, whatever you want to call me is fine with me, hon. Oh, okay. Buddy old pal. <laughs> don't call him buddy. Okay, I see. Yeah, I don't like that. I had a dog named Buddy who was uh, killed in an airstrike by the vice lords. So. Oh. Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. Um, uh, let's just move on. How about? Um, do you have another um, tune that you would like to share? We are spirits in the material world. There we are spirits in the material world. All right, I, I I got a little one for you here. Uh, slow it down a little bit. Something a little more romantic. Oh. For the ladies in the audience. I thought you were already singing, but I can see. Every breath you take. Oh, I love this one. Every move you make. Every badge you break. Every step you take there. I'll be watching you. That's it. we got to charge you $800 if you want me to sing any more of it. I honestly, I, I, I do not have the finances for that. Roxanne, mm. you don't have to turn on the red light. Those days are over. You don't have to sell your body to the night. Roxanne. That's enough. I can't believe I went over. I told you I wasn't going to do it, but I did it. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for indulging me. I'll send out an SOS to the world. Uh, I'll send out an SOS to the world. It's all I can do. And this do. is in good cash. You did enough. That you want was... to see more? I invite everyone listening down to the Elks Lodge in Lincoln, Lincoln Park, Chicago. Are there? Um, do you buy tickets for this? Uh, how can we get the word out? There are tickets available. They are eight hundred dollars a piece. Yeah. Looking to raise two hundred million dollars for uh, the aforementioned weaponry. Yeah, and, and about a quarter of that will just go to funding research into developing the One Ring. To roll them all and to bring them all in the darkness, spying them, as imagined by Chicago's own John Ronald Raul Tolkien. Wow. Um, gentlemen, uh, thank you so much for sharing um, those beautiful tunes. Uh, I, I am moved. Not so much about the uh, weaponry, but more about um, your singing slash talking. That's my pleasure. Well, that was Sergeant Eugenio Fennerty and Captain Carl Kowalik of the Chicago PD. And yes, I plan on attending that event, even if it does put me in debt. I've been Chartreuse Beljar. Bye-bye. Thank you, Chartreuse. PRA and Your Welcome World News are brought to you by The Phrase Begs the Question don't use it incorrectly, but also don't ask me how to use it correctly. And by The Wire. You still haven't seen The Wire? I told you to see The Wire. What is the matter with you? Our next story, literary trends come and go, whether it's teenage vampire romance, prohibitive diet from incredibly specific beach, verbally abusive family memoir, or non-fiction teenage vampire romance with the one common bond being the phrase, well, at least people are reading. The most recent trend to shake the bedside tables of countless Americans? Heaven tourism. 
a genre that details an author's near-death experience, the subsequent trip to heaven they took, and the sub-subsequent return to earth with an inspiring story, both life-affirming and death-assuring. The titles have been stacking up with increasing popularity. St. Peter is My Homie, The Eternal Niceness Factory, and of course, Are You There, God? Oh, There You Are, Wow, You're Big. But none have come close to the impressive sales and cultural cachet accumulated by the tale of one precocious, innocent young boy and his amazing journey through the pearly gates. His memoir, A Heavenly Good Time, has sold over 100 billion copies. That is, you might notice, considerably larger than the actual number of human beings on Earth, uh, presumably because some people have been impulsively buying thousands of copies, uh, moved by the Holy Spirit, or perhaps possibly just hitting the refresh button too early by accident while their account is being charged. The young author of A Heavenly Good Time, Liam Makeemup, became the richest ten-year-old on the continent, paying all the medical bills accrued after his near-fatal ice cream truck collision, before going on to buy his entire home state of Indiana and selling his parents as pets to land developers in Dubai. He went on to write the equally successful sequels, A Heavenly Great Time, I Saw Your Grandma in Heaven and She's Doing Okay, I'm Sure Heaven Is Still a Thing, and more memories of going to heaven that I just remembered after 15 years. Joining us in studio now to promote his newest book, The Best Places to Stay in Heaven, uh, you may have heard him sighing irritatedly earlier, a uh, former child author and current 20-something author, Liam Makeemup. <sighs> Hello, Liam. What's wrong, Liam? It's pronounced Liam. Actually, Lie, Liam, really? Okay, well, that's not what your publicist said. Well, it's my name, not his. That is sound logic, uh, Liam. I'll give you that. <clears throat> uh, and another correction for your little show here, stupid. You uh, said Pearly Gates earlier. Yes. Wrong. You're dead wrong. If you did your research, numbskull, you'd know that the gates are made of platinum, not pearls. You know the difference? See these cufflinks? Pearl. My watch? Platinum. See how different they are? Both very, very expensive and fashionable, but completely different materials. A stupid, worthless baby would know that. I threw up into my hands while you were talking. Not my problem, brah. Right. Now, Liam, tell us about your sixth book in the series, about your trip to heaven. Uh, what can you detail that hasn't already been discussed at length in the previous five books? Yeah, excuse me. Do, do you even know what you're talking about? Heaven is infinite, wise as eternal. That means I could never run out of things to talk about. Think about it. But according to you, you were only there for two minutes. I mean, that's less time than it takes to microwave a cup of Pad Thai noodles from Trader Joe's. Time has no meaning up there. Two minutes here is an eternity there, dingbat. That's what makes it heaven. Hello? Hello. 
If you bothered to read, or more specifically, buy the first five books, you'd know that my soul traveled across heaven for a span of time that knew no earthly boundaries. So, in theory, then, your soul is still up there. Yes, you dumb, stupid idiot. For the last time, my soul is still there. Well, that might actually explain quite a lot. <sighs> okay, so anyway, my book, The Best Places to Stay in Heaven, is sort of a travelogue for the best hotels in heaven. Now, I rate each hotel on a scale from one to infinite stars based on comfort, convenience, and their proximity to restaurants and nightlife. For example, the best western on Oak Street in heaven had lumpy mattresses, but good water pressure in the showers. Now, it's around the corner from the Waffle House, but if you want to go to the biker bar without driving, you have to run across six lanes of highway traffic. Not very convenient. So, that gets four out of infinite stars. The Motel 6 in heaven at the intersection of Route 7 and Springfield Avenue had a bagel toaster and HBO, but not ASPN. So, weird cable package there, <laughs> to say the least. Three out of infinite stars. And the double tree? <laughs> Forget it. Bed bugs, dude. Bed bugs. At the double tree in heaven? Um, sorry, no, it's just called the double tree heaven. Big dumb idiot. If there were bed bugs in heaven, then does that mean that the bed bugs had lived virtuous lives on earth by Judeo Christian standards? Uh, uh, yes. Yes, yep. Mm -hmm. Yes, of course. Yeah, why, why else would they be in heaven? I mean, think about it. What's the lifetime? What's, what's the lifetime of a bed bug? Couple weeks. I mean, not much time to stray from God's path. You'd have to try to go to hell with two weeks on Earth. But what about original sin? I mean, if babies are born with the potential for purgatory, then surely blood-sucking parasites have a soul burden to pay for as well. I'm not Catholic, idiot. I don't believe in purgatory, especially not for bed bugs. Of course, that would be ridiculous. Okay, so anyway, like I was saying before, I was interrupted. The Doubletree Heaven... Okay, let me specify again. The Doubletree Heaven... I got it the first time. Da hello? Hello. Okay, the Doubletree Heaven only gets one star. I don't even know why I spent so much time on it. Why would there be a one-star hotel with bedbugs in heaven? And isn't it supposed to be a kingdom of God's perfect vision? <laughs> okay, who was there, huh? Who was there? You or me? Answer me that. You or me? You or me? You or me? Huh? You or me? Answer me. Answer me. Is there an option C for neither of us? Oh, I get it. Gotcha journalism. Mm. Oh, you're referring to the accusations that I made all this up? You must admit, Liam, the accusations are fairly rampant at this point. Your parents have been granted access to a phone for the first time in over a decade and immediately told the New York Times that for this most recent book, you basically copied a roadmap of a five-mile stretch of Gary, Indiana. There is no Oak Street Waffle House in Gary, you moron. That's an international house of pancakes. No basis for these attacks at all except for good old-fashioned sin number five, my friend. Sin number five? I, I, is that a cologne? I... 
Envy, reporter boy. Envy. Oh. Jealousy. The deadliest of the deadliest. Green-eyed monster. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wildly profitable two minutes of brain death. But what about this map of heaven in your book's insert section, where it would appear the words Gary, Indiana have been crossed out and heaven has been written over them in black marker? Again, I ask. Who was there? Hmm? Who was there? You do like to ask that. Critics have claimed that your destructive and expensive habits involving drugs, alcohol, gambling, and chewing and spitting out $100 bills like they're chewing tobacco have forced you to go back to the well time and time again, cranking out these descriptions of heaven with increasingly shoddy details and prose. No, okay. If they have issues with the quality of the writing, they should take it up with my ghostwriter. Okay. Your ghostwriter? Liam, are you actually admitting to having a ghostwriter pull the author duties on these books? Yeah, me. Your, wait, your ghostwriter is you. Yes, idiot. My ghost wrote it. My soul is still kicking around in heaven. Remember? Got it. I'm glad we clarified that. Liam, what do you have lined up next? Any plans for a future book? Yeah, I'm planning an updated 20th anniversary edition of the first book with new details and info about which restaurants have closed, which bars are under new management, stuff like that. And where do you plan on getting those new details? Oh, I'm going to kill myself. You? Yeah, just for like you know three minutes tops. That's the maximum amount of time my dealer, I mean, uh, my... Oh, sorry, I got caught. Uh, my physician recommends any more than that, and, you know, I might start to lose, tr lose traces of my personality. You would lose traces of your personality. You know, Liam, if I may, you might want to aim for something closer to five or seven minutes of brain death. Yeah? Yes, absolutely. I'd really raise the ambition level this time out. You know, the more time you are dead, after all, uh, the more material for books in the future. Finally, you're using your brain, dummy. Yes, yeah. Seven minutes in heaven. The new adventures of Liam McMump in the afterlife. That's money in the banks right there. Yes, of course. Uh, as the old saying goes, though, Liam, you can't take it with you. Hey, hey, hey. Again, again, okay. Which one of us was there, stupid? You or me, huh? Thank right, you. You or me? The, yeah. Uh, Which one of us was uh, there? I plead the fifth. Thank you, Liam, for joining us today. I wish you a wildly successful suicide attempt. Appreciate it, Duder. I appreciate you and your death. PRA and Your Welcome World News are brought to you by Segways. Please don't forget about Segways. Please, please don't forget about Segways. They still exist. They're still being manufactured. You can still get them. In fact, you can get them used now. They're green. They're efficient. Segways. We promise they're not just for security guards at Disney World and tours of Chicago architecture. Well, that just about wraps it up for this week's Your Welcome World News. But first, we are right all the time, except for when we aren't. So here are this week's retractions. Bono's real name is not Joshua Tree. Epidemiology is not the study of Demi Moore. Scientifically speaking, thunder is not caused by angels bowling. 
the New York Times newspaper is never at the top of the New York Times bestsellers list, as opposed to the previously reported every single week topping the New York Times bestsellers list. A quick update on our Public Radio America fundraiser. We are up to 1.18% of our goal. Congratulations, America. Donors at the $5 level will receive an ambiguous half-smile. Thank you, as always, for listening, or at least having us on in the background while you drive. And special thanks, as always, to correspondents Madeline Wager, Levi Petrie, Jeremy Simon, and Eric Stoles, along with interns Alex Newman and Andrew Stanton, and, of course, in-studio pencil sharpener Zane Grant. I'm Stefan Hyphen Straitman saying, we're right all the time so you don't have to be. Thank you, and you're welcome. National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.